and welcome to The Warrior Within the Woman. I'm Pastor Lauren Daniel, and I'm so excited that you've chosen to join me today as we dive deep into the Word of God. That is the whole point of this podcast. Today, I want you to know, and with every episode, with every word that is spoken, that it is necessary to kill off every lie of the enemy that says that you are not good enough and to step into the purpose of who God made you to be. And that is exactly what this is going to do. So get ready, ladies, sharpen your weapons. We're going to dive deep into the word of God today. I wanted to share and start off this podcast with something that's dear to my heart. To open up, maybe you don't know me as well as you want to, or maybe you're tuning in and you have no idea who this girl is that's speaking to you. So I wanted to just share a little bit about myself and to open up um, with what we're going to talk about today. I grew up in church. I am a pastor's kid, so I grew up in the heart of the church. I grew up doing every single role that you could think of. You know, us PKs, we uh, plug in every hole of the church that needs to be plugged, right? So we are working in children's church and in youth ministry and nursery, and we're helping with the soundboard and the uh, words and the worship team and even speaking on occasion. That was my life. So from a young age, I was brought up in church and I was exposed to the Bible, the power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm so, so grateful to my parents, especially for understanding the importance of raising their children up in church to know that I would need the power of God. I would need the power of the Holy Spirit. I would need that in my life to be able to go deeper in ministry and to accept and understand the calling of my life and to go forward with power and understanding of who God was. So I experienced the power of God so much in my life, but it wasn't until I got older that I actually, you know, began to understand him. You know, I, it, it was a while before I began to really understand how real God is. Um, my parents were a great support system in teaching me about God. And and they were a huge, huge example to me about how it is to live a life for Christ. But see, you know, as you grow up, you still have the expectations of the world and you still have the things of the world that kind of start prying their little grimy hands into your mind. And there came a time in my life that as a teenager, though I knew God and I understood who he was and and I was starting to grasp who God wanted me to be, there was still something inside me that I was believing the lies of the enemy. You know, this was going to pass, that this was a phase, that God is not real, you know. And even though, even though I grew up in in the presence of God and, and experienced the Holy Spirit, it took a lot in my life to happen for me to really grasp the realness of God And I appreciate my parents so much for being unwavering and establishing the presence of God in our home. But not just that. Listen, no parent is perfect, okay? Um, I'm a parent now, and I can say that I am not perfect (laughs) whatsoever. But I will say I'm appreciative of that because now I understand and now I see. But I'd always heard about how God is more interested in a relationship with me than a ritualistic religious version of myself. 
you know, you, you understand that, but you know, and I had the idea that, okay, God wants a relationship with me. God wants a relationship with me, but I was so, I was so wrapped up in my own life and what I wanted in my own emotions. And I was so wrapped up in my own desires and what I wanted for my life that I could not see that a relationship cannot thrive being one-sided. And so, you know, I was familiar with the churchy saying, it's a relationship, not a religion. And and I believe that. But at that time, I, I didn't really believe that. Not at that specific point, point in my life. And as a young teen girl, I had experienced already a lot of heartbreak through my own disastrous relationships with boys to even dealing with the nonsense of gossip from people who labeled themselves followers of Christ. You know, being a pastor's kid, you get like the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the ugliest, and the uglier, you know? (laughs) Like, that's just what you get. Because the thing is, we have to stop getting into this mindset that people that go to church have to be perfect. And don't get me wrong. Like, I, I understand there are some people that go to church that act like they're perfect. But, honey, sit down, okay? We're, we are not all perfect. I will tell you, I will be the first to raise my hand that we are not perfect. I am not perfect. Absolutely not perfect. I need God. I need Him more than the air that I breathe. But at that point, I was so hurt by the church and what people had done to my parents. And seeing my parents serve so many years that... I began to take on that burden. I began to be hurt and broken. And the thing is, I was living in the cave. It was dark. It was lonely. I had held on to bitterness and was grasping at fear. That's all I knew. And even though my parents were examples of of letting things go and, and giving it to God, I still had that flesh in me wanting to hold on to things. God, do you not see what they did to me? Do you not see how they spoke about me? Do you not see what they're saying about my family? Do you not see these people claiming to be Christian? I was so broken. I had believed this lie from Satan that God was great, but he was just too big to worry about where I was or what I was feeling. And to be honest, I still struggle with that. I I still struggle with Satan creeping into my mind, trying to feed me these little thoughts that God is, is so big that he's just, he's just too big to deal with my issues. He's just too big to care. But that is a lie from the enemy. Sister, if you're listening to this today, and you feel like God does not care, that God does not see you, I want to proclaim over you right now, God sees you. God is with you every step of the way. Do not believe the lies of the enemy that says that you are not enough. Because I can tell you from experience, when they gossip, when they lie, when they speak against you and the character that of God in you, I want you to say, devil get behind me i am not going to believe this lie i know that no no matter what they choose to say with their mouth and do behind closed doors i will not i will not partake in the lies of the enemy i know god cares about me i know god has a plan for me i know that god is not forsaken me 
I frankly, at that point in my life, didn't really know God's voice. I didn't know his voice. It was at a point that I was in this one-sided relationship where he wanted time. He wanted this love. He wanted this relationship with me. And all I wanted was to chase after these things of my life that were just going to leave me high and dry. These disastrous relationships, these decisions that I made that were just totally off the track of what God had for me. But see, I want to tell you, even in the deepest mistakes, even in the hardest things that you could be going through right now, even in the filth of all of the mistakes and all the nastiness and all the dirt that you've dug yourself in, the hole that you've dug yourself in, can I tell you that God still cares, that God can simply reach down and pick you out of the pit and set you on a solid rock that is Jesus? I'm telling you this because I know what you're going through. I know the brokenness. I know the bitterness. It is hard to let it go. It is hard. And let me tell you something. It is an act that you have to do daily to let things go, to let God intervene in your life. But that's where I was, that I had fallen so far and I didn't know God's voice until later in my life. When I was knee deep in the filth of my own mistakes, where he picked me up out of the shambles of my own life. It does not matter where you start. It only matters where you end. But see, those are the experiences that change you. The times when you are so broken and so alone that God says, I never left you. I never took a step away from you. I never walked away from you. And in that moment where you, your eyes are finally opened to the fact that God has never walked away. He has never walked away from you. Every step, every broken road, every step that led you into a pit, God never walked away. That's what love is. When you know how far you've fallen, yet he still takes the time to pick you up and dust you off and breathe new life into you and give you a future. Listen, I'm the last person on this earth that deserves anything from him. I'm the last person that deserves a caring God. I don't deserve what we get, but thank God he doesn't give because we deserve. He doesn't give this because we deserve it. He doesn't stay with you every time you walk away because you deserve it. No, he stays because he loves you. He walks with you and holds you in the, in the midst of every bit of the pain because he loves you. See, Elijah understood this. He knew what it was like to feel lost and scared. If we look at 1 Kings chapter 19, and I'm just going to briefly talk about this, but see Elijah, a prophet of God, this man, he understood what it was to speak to God, to know his voice. But even in knowing who God was, that flesh still creeped up. That flesh still came out saying, you know, you're going to die. They're, they're threatening to kill you. You've got to run. And he was so scared. He was so afraid of the enemy that he started running. 
he started running from the enemy, threatening to take his life, threatening that because you're a follower of God, I'm going to kill you, that I am determined to kill you. And even though he knew the power of God, and even though he understood and heard the voice and knew the voice of God, he was still afraid. But see, God still picked him up. God doesn't look down and say, oh my gosh, you're afraid again? I've already told you I'm going to do this. No, 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 no. Thank God he doesn't because I feel like I would have already had that experience with myself. Like, oh my gosh, palm to the face. Like, what are you doing? But he doesn't. He still picks you up. Something that mature Christians and leaders have in common is that they know God's voice truly know his voice undoubtedly know his voice without hesitation without questioning they know his voice i always explain to people and this may be something that you've heard a million times before but in a relationship in the relationship i have with my husband i know communication is important If I want him to clean the dishes, I have to specifically tell him, I need you to clean the dishes. (laughs) Anybody else's husband's like this. Or if I need you, hey, uh, can you take care of um, Xander, our son? I have to specifically tell him that. Now, I know women, we're different creatures, and sometimes we can walk into a room and see every which way what we need to do, and we just go do it. But communication in a relationship is key. And that is so true with you and God. See, when people say it's a relationship, not religion, we're not just saying, I mean, some of us may be saying it because out of habit, but we're just, we're saying it because it's so true. In any functional, healthy relationship, there has to be communication. In any relationship that is going to last, in any relationship where both parties know what they're going to do, what both parties feel and understand what the other person is saying and feeling, there has to be communication. And in mature Christians and and leaders in the church and people, we see this, that whenever you're growing in Christ, they have communication with God. They know the way God speaks to them. They can sense when he walks in the room. They can feel the calming peace of his presence in a situation that should be causing them panic. But it's not because I just randomly trust, oh, this must be God. It's because I've had conversation after conversation after conversation with him that I know it's him. I don't have question anymore if I know this is God. I don't have to think, oh, well, I'll just see if this happens. And if it does, it'll be God. No, 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 no. I don't need to question that anymore. I used to. I used to say, okay, God, if this is from you, I guess I'll see it happen. You know, when we look at mature Christians, when we look at someone that we're like, we look at them, we're like, oh my gosh, I want to be that person when I grow up one day. Or, Or we look at someone that's so mature and hear from the Lord. I can guarantee you without hesitation, without even meeting the person you're thinking of right now, that they have a communication and a connection with God that is undoubtable. They are so full of his joy that it pours out of them like crisp, cool waters to thirsty souls around them. That is what a mature Christian, that is what we should feel like. That is who we should be when we have a communication, a connection 
with God. When you have a connection with God, listen, I love church. I love the body of Christ. I love being with my sisters and brothers that worship like me and love like me. You know, I love those people. I I hate missing any church Sunday or Wednesday, but I can tell you something. The amazing thing about the connection with God is that you do not have to be at the altar to hear him. You do not have to be in the church doors to hear them. Now, does it help? Oh yeah, it helps. <laughs> it, it helps. Absolutely. But you know, we have to understand that that communication, that connection is so, so necessary. It is so necessary. In first Kings nineteen eleven through 13, it says, the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountain, mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. This, this is where Elijah is. He is living in this cave, this cold, dark cave, lonely, scared to death for his life. He is living here. But because he knows the voice of God, because he hears the voice of God, and the Lord says, Just go out and stand on the mountain and I'm about to pass by. I'm about to come and visit you. How amazing is that for God to say, listen, all I need you to do is just take a few more steps, hon. All I need you to do is trust me. All I need you to do is just walk out and stand on the mountain. All I need you to do is just take those first few steps and I've got you. I'm going to come visit you. You don't have to do anything else, but just take those steps Praise God. That's all he wants you to do is just take those few steps and go stand on the mountain in his presence. You know, even though there was a mighty wind and earthquake and even fire all around him, Elijah knew that the Lord wasn't there. And you can look in scripture. The Lord doesn't tell him, oh, no, 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 I'm not in the wind or no, 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 I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the fire. No, the Lord doesn't say that. Elijah senses. He knows where God is. He knew where he was. And out of obedience, he just walked out to the mouth of the cave. He stood on the mountain to wait on the presence of the Lord. And even in the powerful wind and even in the earthquake and the fire, even in the distraction of all the craziness going on around him, even in the distractions of things. See, sometimes opportunities can come. Sometimes things can come our way that we, that look so good. I mean, they look like, well, God's been in the wind before and he's been in the earthquake before and he's been in the fire because he's powerful and he's amazing. And, and the Holy spirit is a burning fire. I mean, we could, we could argue these things, right? Because God has, has been in the wind and earthquake and fire before. We can't deny that. But in this circumstance, God was not there. And the only way Elijah could have known is because he had a connection with the Lord. Before you take a step, make sure your ear is tuned 
to God. Make sure your ear is tuned to the Father because I will tell you this, whenever something gets hard, when the devil comes in like a flood and starts speaking lies to you in the situation you're in, when you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is from the Lord, you will not be shaken. Even though Elijah was scared for his life, even though he was lonely and living in the cave because he knew God, only when Elijah was still and quiet was when he could hear the voice of God. Elijah knew God. He had had many conversations with his heavenly father, so much so that when the wind and earthquake and fire came, they did not phase him. He was not shaken by these things around him because he knew God was not in them. The voice of God may not always produce some sort of emotional response. It may not be as obvious as you may like it to be, but that is only to teach you to be still, to be still. God may not always speak loudly or in a way you will certainly recognize. He is powerful enough to speak however he likes. God is able, exceedingly able to get your attention, honey. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about, is God able to get my attention? And don't overthink things. As long as you have a connection with God and know his voice, it will be easy Even when things get hard, it will be easy because you know what? God will be in the middle of it. So God may not always speak like you expect him to speak. God may not always conjure up your emotion. He may simply just speak quietly to your heart. But I will say this. He is powerful enough to speak however he likes But we must know him enough to be able to distinguish his voice versus our own emotion. Warrior, do not be distracted by the wind and earthquake and fire. Do not rely on your own understanding or emotions to steer you further away from him when all this time he has been standing beside you speaking quietly to your heart. There is an importance and having an intimate relationship with God rather than an insignificant religious ritual that still leaves you wondering why you're here. If you don't know God, I encourage you to open up the Bible and see him for yourself. Experience the God who changes circumstances. Experience the God who does miraculous works. Experience the God who uses hot mess women of faith like me to be examples of his glory. As I spoke earlier, as a young woman, I questioned my my walk with God. I, I had gotten myself into so many messes and, and maybe at another episode I can talk more in depth with it. But I will tell you this, God is able to take you wherever you are right now, to take you from the mess that you've gotten yourself into, the mess of other people around you. God is able to take you from that and to put you on a solid rock and to show you that it does not matter what you struggle with. It does not matter what you're dealing with, that he is powerful enough to break the chains of addiction. He's powerful enough to break the chains of bitterness and hurt. And he is able to raise you up, woman of God, to be an example for his glory. 
If you seek him, he will not let you down. If you ask him to speak, he will. And all you need to be is still and listen. I love you, warrior. I'm so thankful that you've chosen to just be with me today. And I praise God that in this season you are stepping into, that he is going to show you that one of the best weapons you can use is your ear to tune your ear to him as as long as you have that connection with him he will never fail you he will tell you where to step when to step and when the wind and the earthquake and fire are moving all around you you will not be shaken that he will have you in the palm of his hand and he will show you that his plans are higher and greater than anything you could ever think or even pray for. Have a blessed day and I'll see you guys next week. Love you.